Okay, okay, we are recording. We are we are within the episode, my man. Nice. How how are things going? It's been a while. Uh it's it's going good. It's going good. It, it has actually. I don't think we uh. It's, it's been about a month since I think we recorded. I think that's about right because that's about how long I've been at the new job. <laughs> <laughs> right. I really. Uh, I'm really gonna have to ask you to quit that bad boy if you don't. No, I'm just kidding with you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, actually, uh, we um. Clint uh, was actually on uh, was uh, able to record with me on Sunday, so Man, we could. Uh, I saw that uh, I think yesterday morning. I didn't get a chance to listen yet. Yeah, uh, because it was one of the things like where I had a chance to sit and like kind of catch up with them uh, through like Messenger. Um, and I was asking him if he, you know, when he wanted to come back on the show, and he was telling me like his work, like his schedule, because he does all the Twitch uh, videos and stuff now. Yeah. And uh, I kept thinking to myself, like, okay, so we're about we're about like ten weeks into the new year, which blows my mind that we're pretty close to mid March already. Right. And I was like, well, we only got like two episodes out into this freaking show, and now we're kind of falling behind on like the fifty episode season to be done by the end of the year. So I was like, well, fuck it, you know, if I could get Clint on to you know record a show, and you know, me and Joe can get together this week. We kind of like slowly start building our way back up, and I kept thinking to myself like, well, if I get Clint on Sunday and I get a hold of Sophie for Monday and I can record with Joe on Tuesday, I'll just release fucking three shows within the next week and a half, nice. and I'll kind of build us up closer. Well, I couldn't get a hold of Sophie because wow. uh, <laughs> Sophie, you know, it's like right, yeah, it, she, she's yeah. just so fuck. Nothing against her, she's just so fucking busy, right? Um, that I mean, last time she was on, um. It took us, you know, nearly two years just to get that to happen. So, <laughs> God, uh, it, it didn't. It. Oh my. Yeah. God. So I know, I know she's interested. In it. She did respond back to my email asking her to come on. So I know she's interested. I just got to figure out when she'd come back on, uh, just so we kind of like build these up and again and everything. And I know, uh, I know Sarge listens to our show all the time. He always, you know, whenever we go a couple weeks without a show, he always messages me. He's like. Hey bud, everything okay with the show? You know, da da da. You know, like you know, he's my fucking keeper. Right. right, but, right. Uh, yeah. So, so sorry to be listening to uh to this. Uh, wondering like, you know, how can I play out so many shows? Eh, that's my answer. Yeah. 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 Five years. You know, sometimes you just you know progress. You know, procrastinate a little bit, but we always kind of catch up and do our yeah. own little things and stuff. Um, but I did extend uh, an offer out to Clint because he actually hasn't done his podcast Geek Dig in about a year. Oh, dang. I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah so, he, yeah, so he's been focusing a lot on Twitch, which if you guys you know remember listening to the last episode, uh, go to twitch.com slash vengefuljedi. Find him, uh, like his videos, and kind of check them out because he does a lot of cool things over there, too. Um, I told him that if he ever gets the show started up again, that he's more than welcome to come join Freak Nut Studios. Ooh, so, yeah, nice. Yeah, because I I, I want to get a gaming show onto uh, onto the podcast because I mean we do talk about games from time to time, but I don't consider us like a gaming show. No, 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 it's not our main focus by any no. means. Yeah, not, I mean I'm not even sure we have a main focus other than just like whatever's going on in our lives. Exactly, and I, I like you know like you know after like you know restructure and reforming like what the show is, it's more based on. Oh, it's like it says, you know, it's a little bit of something, a whole lot of nothing, you know. It's, you know, it's not, I mean, we don't even call it a weekly podcast. We still have to make that list of what the alternative to weekly podcast is in those sayings. 
you know, so, um, but yeah, we don't, I mean, I, I don't consider us like a gaming podcast, a movie podcast, a music podcast, uh, a current event podcast, because we kind of deal with all of it, you know, whatever kind of comes to mind or pops up or, you know, is out there. Uh, I did talk to Clint a little bit about WandaVision, but I want to get your input on it because I don't think we ever had a chance to talk about it. Have you had a chance to, you know, check I, that out? I did finally binge the whole thing on Saturday. Yeah, I got, uh, I think, I don't, how many episodes came out? Six? A, I think it's eight. I'm eight? not 100% okay. sure. So I, 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 I couldn't remember and I was going to go back and watch it. I may watch it tonight when we're done recording, but I think I'm either halfway through or just one episode over halfway. Nice. Uh, I'm at what, I'm at whatever episode, um, where, uh, the, uh, the daughter of that, uh, fighter pilot, uh, woman. Okay. Where, uh, she's, uh, planning on going back in. So whatever episode that is. So it could be five, but I want to say it might be four. I'm not quite sure. Uh, I want, I do want to say five though, because I know like the first two episodes were almost like the, I'm not going to watch this bullshit because it literally seems like an old sitcom thing. That's but then when you, that's, that's, um, we can talk about it in a second, but yeah, go on. So I was like, I don't really want to watch it. This is what it is. But when you get farther into realizing why it is the way it is, then you kind of draw into it. It's like Clint said, you know, get past the first two episodes and then you'll realize what the show really is. The first two episodes, you know, they, it doesn't tell you exactly what's going on. It's like that third episode that you really kind of draw into it. Yeah. I, um, I actually, I watched the first episode the day the show came out. Mm-hmm. And then, I started the second episode because they, they dropped episodes one and two at the same time. Okay. And I made it about five minutes into episode two, and I was like, I don't think this show is for me. So I stopped watching it <laughs> for like uh, pretty much until, <clears throat> until the season finale came out. And then I and then the people on the Internet were talking about it so much, and somehow I hadn't seen a single spoiler. And I thought, I better just go watch it. Yeah. I just forced myself through this one episode and then maybe it'll get good. And it did. And it, it was like, I couldn't, I couldn't stop watching it once I got to episode three. But yeah, those first two episodes, they should have done what like every major TV show has done the last few years and just made the, the pilot episode one double episode instead of two separate episodes. I agree. I, I think, uh, and I, I, I believe that's what a lot of people are kind of like going into it thinking like, shit, is this it? Yeah. Because I mean, I, I know like when I was, uh, when I was doing it, I thought it was, uh, and I, I don't care if we say anything that spoils it. It's like I told Clint, you can talk about anything you want. You're not going to spoil it for me. I'm going to watch it regardless. Right. But when I was, when I heard about WandaVision, what the plan was and what they're doing, I was under the impression that it was going to take place between, and, uh, between, um, uh, was a civil war and infinity wars. That's when I thought it was going to happen between the time where they're all in like hiding out and shit like that. Mm-hmm. And going into it, you know, I, you know, up until you realize what's going on, that was my mindset. Okay, this is this is when you know Captain America breaks everyone out of the prison. Um, everyone's like on the run and everything, and you know this is everything that's happening before Infinity Wars because Vision's here. You know, right. Vision isn't dead. We saw what happened in Infinity Wars and shit like that. 
but then when you get into, I think it was episode four or whatever, um, you know, you realize what's going on and right. who's, who's behind it. And right. I think that's pretty cool. And, uh, and I, again, I, I, I'm going to say this a lot. You know, this is what Clint said because I'm not going to take credit for any of these thoughts and ideas because I didn't have them. He did. Um, but it shows you how much her powers have grown throughout the series, you know, going from all the way back to, uh, Ultron, the age of Ultron when, you know, yep. she was, you know, you know, learning how to do her powers and manipulating people's minds and all this other stuff. How much, how far that came to being able to mind control an entire fucking like neighborhood town or whatever you would consider their area to be. Yeah, not only that, she effectively wipes them off the map to where other people can't get into town. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, with that barrier? Yeah, with that barrier. Yeah. You know, and, and obviously yeah. you can cross the barrier, but like, you know. Yeah. Well, it's like, uh, it, it was uh, like at the end of one of the episodes when they walk outside from hearing noise and seeing, uh, some beekeeper or whatever coming, or well, it wasn't even a beekeeper. Like when people come into the neighborhood, they turn into something else. I mean, it showed with the drone turned into a helicopter mm-hmm. and uh, the guy who was in, uh, I'm going to assume it was like the nuclear blast suit or the bomber suit or whatever, end up turning into a beekeeper when he came out of the drain or even walking through the uh, drains. Yeah. And like wanted to look at him and says like, no, or something like that. And yeah. it just kind of like rewinds. Oh. Say that again. She like disappears him. I mean, she rewinds yeah. him. Where, uh, where does he go? Does she erase him from history? Is he kicked mm-hmm. out of space? Does he get a role as one of the townspeople now? Yeah, I don't. I don't think. I actually don't think the series ever answers that question. <laughs> well, yeah, and, and and one of the things like I kind of wanna I wanna hope for and go and you know finishing it up. I think I am gonna finish it up tonight. I don't gotta work till tomorrow night anyway, so I'm gonna be up until two, three in the morning. So. Uh, I'm hoping one of the questions and answers, like, you know, that termination on, is she supposed to be the villain or is she just somebody who wants to have her happiness and her happiness is having vision? Mm. Um, another thing I'm curious about is, you know, the, the, the twins they have. Because obviously in my mind, a machine can't impregnate, uh, a human being. So are these twins just images, you know, that, Right. Are just well, there to... Also, I mean, they go out of their way in those first couple episodes to point out that even like eating a piece of gum makes him not function properly. Yeah. You know, so yeah, where do, where do the twins come from? That's a really good, I don't even think I bothered to ask that question because like, I know enough of the comic book lore that I'm just like, oh yeah, they have twins. I, I don't know how it happens. I just, I just know it's part of the comic book story. And so I didn't even think about it. Yeah, well, see, and that, and I, I know nothing about the comics, so everything yeah. that I'm watching is what I know, and all I think about is she does one episode where she gives birth to twins, which she got impregnated by a machine, which I don't know if the machine has the ability to produce semen to impregnate her, but somehow it did. Having gone through an entire pregnancy in what two, three hours, yeah, something just like that. To, yeah, just to give birth to babies who end up being. You know, preteens, uh, one episode later. Yeah. Now I it's, do like, I like how weird it is. That's yeah. Weird... Yeah. I, I think it's goofy. I just, I, I just want those things to be answered just so they could, you know, just so I need to have logic somewhere. Like, you know, not, not the exact logic. I don't need every detail explained to me, but just like, like, I just, I just want to know if the kids are real. I just want to know if, 
if they're just like, you know, images imprinted in the entire neighborhood's mind, it's imprinted in Vision's mind, like, you know, like, are they physically there or or what are they? Because, I mean, <clears throat> I don't think it's like, you know, somebody else's kids that are playing a role, you know, in it. I mean, it'd be messed up if it is because then they all happen to the twin babies. But, I mean, you saw them grow. Right. Just by just by her saying something about like I think like there was a scene where they wanted a dog and she said <laughs> no, like we you have a dog when you're older and all of a sudden they grow up like yeah, right in front of their eyes. How how old do we have to be? I don't know ten. Yeah, and, yeah, and then they become ten years old. So now are are they are they mechanical? Are those also machines like Vision or are they half machines? And if so, how do they grow the human part so quickly? It's just it's I just I just need simple you know like. Well, this is what they are, and this is what's going on. That being okay, cool, because it's those things that that bother me. Now, I do like that uh, Disney puts them out weekly and not just lumps them out in one day. Yeah. I, I like that too. Although, ooh, excuse me, I did, uh, I did uh, wait and watch them all when they came out, but mm-hmm. but I did, I did like the idea. It was fun, even though I wasn't participating in the conversation and I was more or less staying out of it. Yeah. It was fun to watch the excitement build every week and, like, see people. You know, I mean, when was the last time that we had, like, fan theories for something? I mean, like, The Mandalorian's too straightforward. There's not a lot of speculation. Yeah. So lost? I mean. It, it's hard, you know, because there's there's and, not, yeah, there's not a lot of uh, shows out there that people get drawn into. Like, I know, I know a lot of people did that for Walking Dead. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, they, you know, they throw out those previews of everything where it says, like, you know, and, you know, so-and-so dies, but they don't tell you the name, so you have to be drawn in to watch it to find out which one of the main characters. I think Game of Thrones was pretty similar to that concept, oh, too. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. You know, I mean, it's, I, mean I, and I don't watch a lot of those kind of shows. I mean, I watch more of, like, you know, comedies that, like, they don't leave cliffhangers at the end of the show, except for, like, you know, once in a while, maybe, like, a goofy proposal, you don't know who's going to answer it. But I know, like, you know, it's like with Game of Thrones, Walking Dead, I've never seen The Mandalorian, but uh, even Sons of Anarchy, you know, like, you know, main characters have the potential to die. And I think as much as people hate those, I think those would draw people back into an episode to watch. Like, there's no way they're going to kill off, you know, Opie. There's no way they're going to kill off, you know, whoever from Game of Thrones and shit, but, but they do. Right, you know, they, they, it's it's the it's the element of surprise and the unexpected possibilities that draw people back into episodes. Um, and I think that's what kind of WandaVision did when they turned out like you know, well, who's doing? It's like uh, it's like the um, the uh, FBI agent, and I, it sounds weird because I there there is a way I want to describe to do, but the way everything is going on nowadays, it sounds offensive. So it's how the fuck it? Ah, fuck it. So the Asian agent. Yeah, yeah. Sorry for those who are offended by the way I describe it, but the culture that I've been watching for the past week, you can't say shit like that, but no other way to explain it. Um, uh, He got into that radio, was able to radio into the uh, subdivision, you know, that community. I kept saying, like, Wanda, who's doing this to you? Who doing Because in their mind, it's a villain doing this. Well, then what ends up being Wanda, now all of a sudden she's the bad guy? You know, and you just kind of see uh, where, you know, the only reason she's doing it is because she wants to have her happy ever after. Right. So, uh, but I'm excited to see more of it. You know, I did see where she kind of, uh, oh, the last episode I saw is where she expanded the boundary. 
That's the last episode I was on. Oh, dang. All right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So when, when Vision oh, broke through the barrier. Yeah. And she expanded the boundary so he would, like, survive and shit. That's the last episode I saw. So I think that was four or five. I can't remember. I think maybe five. Yeah, so it would be the Halloween episode. So I think it might even yes. be six. Oh, okay. So I'm not that far behind. Oh. So there's got to be a definite huge cliffhanger at the end of the season then. There is and there isn't. It's yeah. it's tough to I, – I don't want to spoil it. Not that there's there's not much to spoil. Mm-hmm. But it's just it's it does it, – it, it, I think, draws things to a close in a way that is satisfactory. Yeah. While also leaving a lot of possibilities on the table for future movies, for future shows, for future seasons, if that's what they want to do. Yeah. Well, I mean, I know, uh, I know, uh, when Clint was talking about it, he was kind of disappointed in the fact that there was like some kind of like preview or something like that that showed like Doctor Strange showing up in it. That apparently never happened. Oh, no kidding. I missed yeah. that. Yeah, and I was telling him, like, well, I mean, I think that could have been more related to the Doctor Strange movie that's coming up, because I heard Scarlet Witch is supposed to be in that. So now I'm curious to know if, you know, WandaVision, uh, Falcon, and Winter Soldier, Loki, all those, like, Disney Plus shows, are those also going to get wrapped into the MCU, kind of like how S.H.I.E.L.D. was a little bit? Yeah. And yeah. everything. And if so, like, you know, where do they go from from the WandaVision now into the next uh, episode or the next movie of the phase? Because <clears throat> I know uh, uh, Black Widow's coming out in May, but that was that was like after that was supposed to be like after uh, Winter Soldier. So that's when that was supposed to be based on. I think. May. May of uh, they two- it a whole year, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Because it was supposed to be in May of last year, then they moved it to November, and then it was supposed to be in January, and now it's in May again. Oh, jeez. I but, lost track. Yeah, well, there's supposed to be like four Marvel movies coming out this year. Oh, my God. I think so. I'm going to look it up. I think it's I think it's supposed to be... I think it's supposed to be uh, Black how are, Widow. How are people supposed to afford four Marvel movies this year when they, they're not even giving us the $2,000 checks they promised? Yeah. Are we uh are we not getting those fourteen hundred bucks? No, we're getting the fourteen hundred, but oh, no, they they said two thousand right out the door. No, I'm just kidding. Anyway, yeah, well, they did technically give us six hundred bucks a few months ago. So they probably just did that. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I know that's what they're that's what they're saying. I think it's silly though. But anyway, it's it's so much money. All right, so uh, twenty twenty one is gonna have uh, Black Widow, uh, Shang Chi, and the Legends of the Ten Rings. Oh, that's right. So I don't know anything about that, so that'll be uh, cool to see. Uh, Eternals, which I don't remember anything about that. I do remember hearing about, it, but I know nothing about the backstory of that. <laughs> and then uh, Spider-Man: No Way Home is uh, the fourth one. Dang, we're not going to get Doctor Strange this year. March of 2022. Damn. So in 2022, we're going to get Doctor Strange, Thor, and Black Panther two. L and uh, Captain Marvel two. So we're getting. Four next year as well. Nope, sorry, five next year. Ant-Man yeah. and Wasp uh, next year as well. Wow. So we're, getting, so we're getting five Marvel movies next year. March, May, July, November, and then 2022 for Wasp and Ant-Man. But there's no release date on it yet. Good Lord. Um, And then Guardians 3 is coming out in 23. And then Fantastic Ooh. Four is to be announced. Wow. Yeah. But uh, geez, so many. Where's the uh, where's the actual TV shows? 
Okay, I guess those are not listening to MCU. Anyways, <clears throat> Frigga. What the fuck is Frigga? Mm-hmm. Fictional character appearing in American comic published by Marvel. Character appears in particulars in those, I don't fucking know, Thor. Is that his mom? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm used to the, the other spelling that's like Freya. Oh, maybe the GG is a different pronunciation, I guess. Yeah, maybe. I'm used to like F-R-E. Oh, there it is. Uh, Y-J-A. Is oh, right? yeah. This is F-R-I-G-G-A. Yeah. Freya. Uh, Happy Hogan. Perfect. <laughs> I heard he uh, he pulled out of uh, Mandalorian or some shit, right? I don't John, know. John Freeva pulled out of uh, working with uh, Lucas Films or something. Oh, I didn't know about that. That's wild. I didn't yeah. even know he was part of it, to be honest. Um... Yeah, I thought I heard something about him pulling out of something. I don't know. I, I, I've heard, I've never seen Mandalorian, but the only things I know about it is like the, the outside shit of it. Like with that, that woman who got fired from it because oh, yeah. of her, uh, social media post. And then I thought there was something with this guy, like, you know, like quitting or pulling out of it or something like that. But, uh, I could just be getting two different things, uh, mixed up in it then. I have no idea. Maybe. Yeah. He's doing a, a separate show too, I think. Uh, uh, Boba, a Boba Fett series. Which one's Boba? Oh, is he? Is that the? Uh, is that the Hitman guy? The yeah, that's the other. That's the other guy that you. Uh, he's actually the Mandalorian that we all thought the Mandalorian show was going to be about. Gotcha. It wasn't. Yeah. So uh, March of eighteen, Lucasfilms announced that. Uh, what's how do you pronounce his last name? Favreau. Favreau. Mm-hmm. Would executive produce and write a live action Star Wars television series titled The Mandalorian. Uh, the series, uh, premiered 2019 along the streaming service and was co-produced by Favreau's production company, Gollum Creations. So, I guess he's still part of it. So, yeah. also that I didn't know that, uh, Bill Burr was part of, uh, The Mandalorian. Yeah. He is. He's really good in it too. Yeah. Is, now, The Mandalorian, that's all serious. So is Bill Burr in a serious role? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there's some humor to it, but yeah, it's a serious role. Okay. I mean, I'm going to have to watch one of those. I thought about uh, when I was talking to uh, talking to Clint about the Star Wars and the idea of me actually watching all the series and shit. Uh, or the, all the episodes and movies and whatever, mm-hmm. and uh, how I was able to get through, like, the first three, like, episode one, episode two, episode three, and I got, like, five minutes into episode, like, four and quit because it was garbage. Yeah. And I just gave up, and he was telling me, I like, you know, four, five, and six were the best ones. I was like, I doubt it. You know, <laughs> they, don't, they don't have Darth Maul, so if you don't get Darth Maul, you're not worth it. Uh, but I thought about, you know, maybe I'll just fucking take some time out and maybe I'll fucking live stream myself watching it and I'll just give my, my, uh, my right then and there in person, uh, you know, what I feel as I do it. I don't know who'd watch it, but, you know, like, even if I cut it down to like a, like a five, ten minute video and I, you know, throw it up on our, you know, YouTube page and stuff like that, cause it's always fun to kind of get like those, like, in person right then and there, uh, perspectives on yeah. videos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I I also gave him my top my list of top five worst fucking movies ever. 
<laughs> and uh, I don't remember what I honestly I can't remember what I put on there because I know I was I was just doing it to piss them off. But I mean right. they were they were it was a real fucking list. You know, it was like Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, uh, anything with Monty Python in it, Princess Brides, and I can't remember uh, the fucking other ones, but. It was it was all those fucking like cult classic nerd fucking movies, and uh, he was talking about you know uh, Young Frankenstein was also on that list. That but that's a that's a stupid well, fucking movie too. I haven't seen Young Frankenstein. The only thing I think good about it is that the guy who played uh, Willy Wonka was in it. Uh, yeah. Gene Wilder. Yeah. Yeah, but I just I just I just I don't know. Like I try to watch movies like that and I can't fucking do it. That that uh, Monty Python, the Holy Grail, I just ah uh, can't do it. Yeah, the first time I watched that movie, I did not get it at all. I I was in high school and I was going over to a, a friend's house and her dad was like, "You got to watch this movie. It's like the greatest movie of all time." And I watched it and I was like, "Yeah, that was awesome, Greg." <laughs> you know, I like, I don't I don't know. I I did not understand. Like it it made it made no sense to me. It really wasn't that funny. Uh, like the parts that I had already seen on YouTube, it was like, oh yeah, the, the knight whose arms get chopped off. Yeah, that, that yeah. guy. <laughs> oh, the, the guy who got turned into a newt, but he got better. Sure. That's ah, fine. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah no, it's, it's, it's my, my tastes have, have changed. Well, it's just, it, there's a, there's a certain category of humorous movies that those fall into. Yeah. Spaceballs was also on my list of stupid movies. Oh, I love Spaceballs. It's, I just, it's 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 stupid. You're right. It is an absolutely stupid movie. It's like it's like one of the things. It's, it's like a no cleanse. Like, listen, like just because I hate it and I think it's a shitty movie doesn't mean that it's truly a shitty movie. It's just a perspective thing, you know. People think you know Expendables are horrible fucking movies, but I happen to like them because they're action movies with old action stars and shit. And that's why I like them. You know, it's not about the acting, but it's about the action of watching, you know, Sylvester Stallone or, you know, fucking uh, Chuck Norris, uh, Jason Statham, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger, fucking uh, even uh, Harrison Ford. You're just going in and being badasses. Bruce Willis, you know, that's what makes some good movies to me, you know, plotline or whatever. That's know? what I really like about Spaceballs is is it's it's Mel Brooks's commentary on how stupid Star Wars is. That's <laughs> That's really all, what those movies are about is is how dumb George Lucas is for making those movies. I do like and and correct me if this wasn't what it was supposed to be, but the fact that you know John Candy played a large dog, I'm gonna only assume was a joke on fucking Chewbacca. Absolutely, and his name is <laughs> Buff. <laughs> it shows. I mean, to be okay, so that's funny. But yeah, I love. I, I love uh, not John. Candy, uh, John Candy. Uh, yeah, I also love uh, Rick Moranis as as Dark Helmet. Yeah. Oh, God. Dark Helmet. <laughs> oh, God. I've oh. seen thoughts oh, as big as mine. <laughs> oh, God. Joey, I want to dive into Chapter 2 here of The Phantom Tollbooth. Did you get a chance to read it? I did. I did. That's why I was late to the show. I was finishing it up. Awesome. Awesome. Um. I want to talk about that. I want to dive into that. Uh, before we do, I just, uh, I think we got to do our due diligence and remind everyone that this episode of this freaking show is brought to you by audible.com. Guys, we are doing the FN book club. That's the freaking F book club for you, uh, dirty miners who think it's, uh, anything else. 
Uh, we're doing the Phantom Toad booth. Uh, we are taking a book. We're going to read uh, a chapter, an episode, and discuss it as we're about to here in a little bit, as we did uh, a couple episodes ago. Uh, if you'd like to join along with us and participate in the uh, book club, you can pick up your book at audible.com. But if you want to get that book absolutely free with a credit plus a 30-day free trial of Audible, go to audibletrial.com slash freaknet. And using that link will give you 30 days absolutely free of Audible, plus a credit to your first book purchase. So if you want to be part of the book club, use that credit to pick up the Phantom Toe Booth. If you want to pick up any other book, that's totally fine. You don't have to be part of the book club. Just enjoy it as we read through it, but pick up your own. Again, absolutely free because you do get a credit to it. AudibleTrial.com slash FreakNet. Sign up today. Get the 30-day free trial plus a credit to whatever book you decide you want to get to. I did see something online. Uh, that said, uh, Rain Wilson did an audible, audible version, uh, audio version of the Phantom Toe Booth. So I do kind of want to find that one because I would love to hear Dwight read, uh, Phantom Toe Booth. But, um, yeah, again, uh, audibletrial.com slash freaknet. Sign up today, 30 day free trial plus a credit to your first book. Nice. This freaking show is also brought to you by ballwash.com. If you are looking for the perfect soap, the perfect lotion, the perfect everyday colonia for your uh your your garden of Eden. <laughs> we've all been we've all been home for a year now. <laughs> not been showering frequently. Certainly not as often as they should. Some of us are uh Maybe giving our balls too much attention in the wrong way. Well, if you'd like to give yourself attention in the right way, head over to ballwash.com and use the discount code FREAKNET to get, uh, what is it, 15% off your order and free shipping? Just 15% off. All right, just 15% off. No free shipping for you, you bastards. Yeah, I do believe you could get free shipping if you spend so much, but that I'm not 100% sure. But I do know we do, they do get at least 15% off their entire order, which if you spend enough, it covers the cost of shipping itself. That's right. But uh, they've got some great stuff. It uh, it smells good, I'm told. It uh, goes on wet. It dries as a powder. That's the, uh, that is the ball guard that I happen to use myself for being a, because I work on outside and everything. With the weather being a lot warmer, you end up with swamp ass. I should get myself some of that. I uh, when I'm walking around the hospital all day in uh, the sweatpants that they call scrubs, mm-hmm. it gets chafy. Yeah, this, chafy. this like, works. Like uh, that's actually the inside of my thighs looked like that uh, that weak spined Democrat who ran a few years ago, Lincoln Chafee. That's what that's what my nutsack looks like at the end of the day. It's like that old bastard's face. <laughs> Ball guard will be the best thing for you, man. It, it literally it rubs on like a lotion, so you know exactly every place you're putting it. You wait 30 seconds, it dries just like a powder. And you know what? For me, it lasts all day. And I'm a big dude. Like, I am a walking talkie billboard for uh, non-thigh gaps. Nice. And I tell you, man, it, it's awesome. I, I I just slather it all over there. Like, uh... Anyways, uh, but it, it works, and I absolutely love it. Uh, I use their body scrub. I use their shampoo, their conditioners. They have different uh, scents for uh, their body washes and shampoos and their manly scents. You know, I got a, I have an orange one that almost smells like a, 
like you know, like that that orange uh, sandy like soap that mechanics would use. Yeah, 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 yeah. goop. Yeah, kind of <laughs> like that. But, it's kind of like that, but a nicer smell it has more of a it has more of a robust smell to it, and it's just amazing. Uh, they also, you know, they had their own uh, uh, line of boxers and stuff, and even traveler packs and everything. So, when you guys are on the go, and uh, Joe, whenever you uh, you you take a vacation with the missus, and she's packing everything up, she truly could have your balls in her bag. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Well, there you have it, listeners. I mean, from from the horse's mouth, mm-hmm. this is uh, this is the real deal. So, uh, head over to ballwash.com. Use the discount code FreakNet. Get 15% off your order. Help us out. Help yourself out. And, uh, yeah, I still haven't figured out a good, uh, good catchphrase. Yeah, I know. Like, I, I, and honestly, I've been thinking about it for myself, you know, and I keep going through like all of them, like, you know, head to toe, hold to pull. Right. right. When it comes to your wiener, nothing gets a cleaner. Uh, when it comes to your sex, you got your back. Dick. That doesn't, that doesn't feel right. Wait, what'd you say? <laughs> Get that shit off of your dick. <laughs> sounds wrong. <laughs> Oh God! Does anything good rhyme with pecker? Could you no, use not, I can't think of anything. No, I think checker, but that's just this is a pervert. Yeah. So, uh, uh, taint. Get, get the taint out of your taint. Get. <laughs> I'm a phone joke. <laughs> I'm a phone. Uh. God damn. We'll think of something. Something yep. will pop up. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Get yeah. the pooch out your gooch. The pooch? Yeah, like, I don't know. I was just like a dog smell. I don't know. That's not what that word means, but I just, word association sometimes. You just. Uh... Oh, God. I'm very tired. I yeah. usually go to bed at nine nowadays. Yeah. Isn't there a word like grundle? Isn't that part of like isn't that like describe something down there? I think so. Well I think I think it's like a I don't know. I think it's like a like a type of underwear. I'm gonna I wanna look it up real quick. I hope I don't die anytime soon because I hate my search history to show grundle. No, right. Uh grundle oh, is another word for your gooch or your taint. Oh God! So you can say something like, "If you want to clean that grundo, get that ball wash bundle." Yeah. There we go. Got to write that one down. Yeah, keep that for later because they do sell um fucking uh uh gift boxes and packs and stuff like that too. So you can buy the shampoo, conditioner, body wash, nut rubs, and stuff in a pack. So nice. There we go. I got you one there, man. Grundle with a ball wash bundle. Yeah. Go on. Perfect. That's much less vulgar than where my mind's been going. So I'm happy about it. Oh, my God. Wait, so there's another term for Chad? What? Grundle is another word for Chad. Oh, I just... The region between the balls and the arsehole can be an enormous zone for some. Girl, I was... Oh, God, I'm not going to read that. Um... (laughs) Uh, ill. He had a shitty Chad. When you're me- when you measure your dick, you don't start at the arsehole and include the Chad. God damn, a fucking Urban Dictionary does I've, it again. I've never called it a Chad before. No, taint, gooch, grundle. 
Perineum? Nope, nope, nope. Yeah, I can't do that. That's too classy for me. But let's dive into Fantobooth, man. We're yeah, let's talk to... about a children's book. Yeah, yeah let's, get, let's, let's get away. Let's get away from our scrotums. Let's shift gears to a story about a 10-year-old boy. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, Chapter 2, Beyond Expectations. Uh, so just a recap from Chapter 1. Uh, Milo is a young boy who's just bored with the, with the world, needs something adventurous, something new, he gets home. And uh finds this package, this this big box, uh sitting there in his house, opens it up, it turns out to be this little tow booth, puts it together, hops in his little toy car, drives through the tow booth and ends up in uh this uh strange and new world and he is on his way to I believe Dictionopolis. Yep. Uh in order to do that he has to uh go through uh I believe if I can look at the map here real quick. Uh, he has to go through expectations. So, yes. uh, Milo drives through, he drives through, he gets to the sign saying, welcome expectations, kind of admiring the scenery, looking behind him as if, you know, he's going to see the tow booth and everything. Obviously, that's all gone. Uh, driving down the road, <clears throat> sees the sign for expectations, honks the horn, and, uh, this little, uh, now in my book, like I said, does have pictures and images and stuff. Uh, so to me, for me, it gives me an image of who these people are. Uh, so he comes across the weatherman. Yep. Uh, is, he's a little line drawing of awkward Colin. <laughs> this dude, uh, this dude a large lollipop in the air. Although this, if you read the story, you know it's balloons. Yeah. This, the, to me, he looks like awkward Colin if he was like a friar. Yes. Um, friar. So, Friar, Friar Ock, perfect. Um, so yeah, so he's talking to the weatherman and everything. Obviously, he turned out it's not weather like, you know, snow and rain and stuff like that, but, um, the other type of weather. Right. W E W H E T H E R. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was asking him if this is the way to, uh, Dictionopolis. The guy says he's not quite sure, but there is no wrong way to Dictionopolis. But if this was the wrong way, it's the right way to somewhere else. <laughs> um, Anywho, uh, Joe, why don't you pick it up from there? I believe he, uh, what was the next place he went to? Uh, oh, he, I can't. Uh, he, he starts to, he starts traveling and as he's going along, he begins to daydream as we learned in, in chapter one, he's wants to do. Mm-hmm. And, um, because he's lost in his daydream, he doesn't see the sign for Dictionopolis as he comes to a, a fork in the road. And he ends up driving into the doldrums. And um, in the doldrums, the people, uh, what are they called? The Letharagians? Letharagians? Uh, you know what? I did, uh, hold on a second. I, I noted it right here. It uh, They are called the Letharagarians. Yeah, Letharagarians. That's it. Yeah. Um, uh, all of a sudden, he, he's made aware of these these little people. Who are uh, they're they're small enough that that dozens of them are on his car. There's several of them on his shoulder. They're all over the road, and um, they're very sleepy people. And they uh, they blend in with with everything around them. And um, he's oh, very shit. lethargic. What? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it! Oh, I should have known that. Yeah. So yeah, and uh, they also uh, they kind of have like a chameleon aspect to them. They kind of like form into the color of the thing they're laying on. Yeah. 
Because I think one one was on his shoulder. He didn't realize it. Right. Yeah. That's why one of the reasons he doesn't realize that they're there is because they're mm-hmm. they're nearly invisible because they they blend in with the surroundings. Yep. And um, he as he's as he's discovering them, he's kind of like, where am I? Why am I here? How do I get to Dictionopolis? And they're like, well, slow down. You're asking too many questions. The doldrums are like Florida. We don't ask questions here. Yeah, technically, him asking or thinking is against the law. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Also laughing, and they're very mm-hmm. silly people. It's difficult not to laugh. Yeah, I do love. I do love the schedule that they give him. Yeah, like what they do on a daily basis because it's, I, uh, it's it's a great quarantine schedule. Yeah, it, it's where I want. I, I want to be in the doldrums. Yeah. Yeah, because the fact that between nine thirty and ten thirty they dawdle and delay. I mean, that's my life. I would love, I'd love to read the schedule if you don't mind. Yeah, go for so, it. So at eight o'clock we get up, and then we spend from eight to nine daydreaming. From nine to nine thirty we take our early mid morning nap. From nine thirty to ten thirty we dawdle and delay. From ten thirty to eleven thirty we take our late early morning nap. From eleven thirty to noon we bide our time and then eat lunch. From one to two, we linger and loiter. From two to three, or two to two thirty, we take our early afternoon nap. From two thirty to three thirty, we put off for tomorrow what we could have done today. From three thirty to four o'clock, we take our early late afternoon nap. From four to five, we loaf and lounge until dinner. From six to seven, we dilly dally. From seven to eight, we take our early evening nap. And then for an hour before we go to bed at nine, we waste time. All right. So the one thing that I do want to question about their schedule, they say between four and five, they loaf and lounge until dinner, but there's nothing in there about when they eat dinner. Yeah. I think we're supposed to assume that dinner happens between five and six because five and six aren't mentioned. Mm. Okay. It happens at lunch, uh, 1130 to noon. We bide our time and then eat lunch. Ooh, uh, but they're, so they're just, skipping breakfast. Yeah, I guess so. Okay. Huh. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, one of us, see if I can find it real quick, because I, before we go any further, there was one part here. Uh, as you can see, the leaves, that leaves almost no time for brooding, lagging, plotting, or procrastinating. And if we stop to think or laugh, we never get nothing done. I love that. So, I, I, I it, God, this fucking book is amazing. Love this fucking book. Um, but not only are we introduced to the Weatherman, uh, the Lethargarians, but this uh, chapter also introduced us to the Watchdog. Which I which, was uh, by. Because yeah. I, I expected the Watchdog to show up much later in the story because of the reference in the introduction. Mm-hmm. I, you know, like, and like I said, like, I, I was kind of in the same boat with you. Um... But it's it's like kind of what we mentioned like in the uh, a couple of weeks ago like this is like kind of a quick read kind of book. Yeah. You know, every chapter is like ten ten pages if that, and for mine, most of them have you know pictures on them. Mm-hmm. So, um, Joey, if you uh, you got the book in front of you, I do. You wanna you wanna read the chapter where we're introduced to the Watchdog because that's kind of a pretty cool one too. Um, let me. For me, it would be 28. I don't know if your book's similar to mine, but it would be 28, uh, the small version of, like, him driving the car and the dog coming up to him. The Everyone but the uh, – tell me. He yawned for the uh, – I'll just read it. Is that okay, Joey? Oh, yeah, I, I, I got it. I, yeah, you can read it. I also have it. 
Okay, yeah, I, I just want, I mean, I know the region's your thing. You know, I don't want to take everything away. Actually, it's technically Freak Joe's thing, so. Uh, tell me. <laughs> I'm uh, ready for a nap now himself. Does everyone here do nothing? Everyone but the terrible watchdog, said two of them, shuddering in chorus. He's always sniffing around to see that nobody wastes time. A most unpleasant character. The watchdog? said Milo quizzically. The watchdog! shouted another, fainting from fright, for racing down the road, barking furiously and kicking up a great cloud of dust, was the very dog of whom they had been speaking. Run! Wake up! Run! Here he comes! The watchdog! Great shouts filled the air as the Lethargarians scattered in all directions and soon disappeared entirely. Exclaimed the watchdog as he dashed up to the car, loudly puffing and panting. Milo's eyes opened wide, for there in front of him was a large dog with a perfectly normal head, four feet, and a tail, and the body of a loudly ticking alarm clock. What are you doing here? growled the watchdog. Just killing time, replied Milo apologetically. You see, killing time! roared the dog so furiously that his alarm went off. It's bad enough wasting time without killing it. And he shuddered at the thought. Why are you in the doldrums anyway? Don't you have anywhere to go? <laughs> okay, Joe. <laughs> I've got it. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, and I, I always forget how, uh, how the play on words are in this book. It's, it's like everything that we take as a play on words, it's literal in this world. And I fucking love that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so he gets, he gets to meet the watchdog, which, uh, spoiler, the watchdog's with him through the whole episode, or through the whole book. It's, uh, pretty obvious, but. Yeah, yeah. I, feel, I mean, it feels like, felt like that's what was going to happen immediately. Mm-hmm. He likes car rides. What can you, ex- I mean. Who doesn't though, you know? Yeah. So, all right, why don't you, uh, why don't you go ahead and finish the uh, explanation of chapter two for us? Yeah, so the, the dog shows up and, um, you know, basically just asks Milo, like, what, what are you doing here? Why are you in the doldrums? And Milo was like, I, I just wasn't thinking about it. And he's like, you're damn right you weren't thinking. <laughs> and Milo's like, okay, and? And the dog just, you know, to get out of here, to get here, you didn't think. So to get out, what do you have to do? Milo's like, oh, I, I guess I have to think. And so he starts thinking, which is something he, he claims he's never done before. And he he thinks about birds and he thinks about fish. He thinks about uh, what he had for lunch yesterday and what he's going to have for dinner tomorrow. And he thinks about all the words he can think of that begin with the letter J and numbers that end in three. And all of a sudden, the wheels on his car start to turn and he speeds up. The more he thinks, the faster he goes. And eventually he is back on the road to Dictionopolis. Perfect. Yeah, so... um I just God, I love this book so much. So yeah, so we got the watchdog now. So I, I think uh, these these are going to be the two main characters for the rest of the book. Uh, obviously, he's gonna meet more people as we go through. Uh, chapter three is Welcome to Dictionopolis. So he is getting closer to it. Uh still, still liking the book, Joe. I'm, I'm loving it. I really, I also, I love like the the subtlety of it. I really love like um. 
Uh, where is the line here? Um, the many detours and wrong turns that were so easy to take and how fine it was to be moving along and most of all of how much could be accomplished with just a little thought. I just – that's just – I mean for a children's book, he's he's trying to teach you how to think yeah. and, you know, and, and the importance of thinking. And it's it seems to be like it's going to be foundational to the story. Um, I just I just think it's wonderful. Yeah. Well, and and it also shows uh, like you know at the beginning when he first gets in there, how everything is like bright and colorful, but when he gets into the doldrums, it's kind of like eh. Yeah. Yeah. And that fades away. Yeah, and there's like you know there's no laughter, there's no thinking, and it's just it's trying to like you know get that mind get that thought put into your head that. When you don't think, when you don't enjoy life and everything, you just become dull, lethargic. Uh, did you just send me a picture of a dude with two guitars? I did. I sent you Darth Brooks. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It showed up on Facebook, and I had to share it immediately. We're having a moment, Joe. <laughs> Darth Brooks. I love that. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, and, but that's. I think that's what the book is, and I think that's what it's going to do going forward is showing you that – when you live a certain way, this is the outcome of it. So when you're a lethargarian, uh, lethargarian, whatever how to pronounce it, you know, you're gloomy, you're dull, you're lazy, you know, you know, when you don't think and stuff like that, this is, this is the life that you're going to have, you know, and it's like, it's like you said, like the book said, you know, it's, it's how you move forward with a, uh, a single thought. Yeah. So. Uh, we're going to see him again to uh, Dictionopolis. I am excited to kind of like, you know, keep moving forward in the book and, uh, you know, getting through Chapter 3. And depending on scheduling, we'll be able to find it out next week. Absolutely. All right, guys. Uh, we're going to uh, cut the show off here just because uh, this particular episode went uh, a little bit longer than we normally like to do. Uh, this kind of branched off into nearly a two-hour-long uh, episode. As we do, uh, dove more into like the cancel culture that we've been seeing over the last couple of weeks, uh, actually from what Cartoon Joe has been uh, explaining to me, more like months. So, um, thank you for listening to this uh, part of it, part one of this uh, entire episode. Part two will be released later on this week, so make sure you check that out as well as we dive into the cancel culture. Uh, just make sure you guys check out the uh, show that's released on uh iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Podbean, Verbal, uh, Amazon Music, anywhere where you find your podcast, all you gotta do is search this freaking show. More than likely, we are located there. And obviously, this uh, show is uh, on Facebook, iTunes, and Twitter. Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, just by searching this freaking show. So we'll talk about uh, what we're uh, what we're freaking thinking and all that next uh, episode again here at the end of the week. So as always, I am Travis D, and thank you for listening to another episode of this freaking show. I'm out. <laughs>